Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And this week, we review the 2003 Baffleck movie, Daredevil. We discuss the characters in this movie, all played pretty by the book, except for Colin Farrell. (laughs) We talk about what it was like before the Marvel Cinematic Universe in this early, early weird Marvel movie. We'd go to Romance Corner and talk about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. Oh yes, and they also play characters in this movie too. We even do a little real-life reality gossip rag stuff as we learn about their real-life relationship. All this and more on Movies on the Side. Nate, the kids today don't realize how good they have it with superhero movies. Mm. I remember back in my day, mm-hmm. you tell them we had to con- we had to contend with B and C level superhero movies in the early two thousands and even earlier. There were a couple good ones. It was all we had back in that day, so oh, we we, we loved them. You were grasping, but at we didn't straws. know grasping at straws. Just give me a superhero, any superhero. And now you got the MCU, Infinity War, you have stuff on Disney+. Plus. The kids don't realize that we were dealing mm. with a red-suited Baffleck and Jennifer Garner in a superhero movie back mm. in 2002. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Nate, for Daredevil, 2003, were you in high school at this time? I was. You were in high school. Okay, we were both in high school. The, the planets aligned. We were both in high school during this. I would have been a sophomore. You would have been a senior. Well, it depends on what, what part of 2003. I yeah, would have been a okay. junior, probably. But anyway, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes is for this movie? Daredevil. I'm going to say critics. So this is back in the day where they're, yeah. Yeah. this came after the first Spider-Man, came after the first X-Men. And I right. think critics were like, this is what superhero movies should be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's before Batman Begins, which I think is like a 10 times... If this movie was more like Batman Begins, I would have loved it. Nate, you just blew my mind for a second because there was a time when DC superhero movies were actually better than the Marvel ones. Right. It was just at a time where no one remembers. All these, the young kids don't remember (laughs) that Christopher Nolan made some Batman movies that were really good while Marvel was over here suiting up Batfleck in some cheap red leather. People don't know, and he has he has played Batman. So this is this is Affleck before Batman. He's one of the. Few. He said after shooting this movie, he never wanted to play a superhero again because he felt ridiculous in a superhero outfit. Everybody has a price, Nate. <laughs> Everybody's got a price. He is one of the few actors that have crossed comic book lines. He's played DC and Marvel. Mm. Yes. In some ways, I'm still waiting. I would say critics knew that this movie was not great sure and said 38 on rotten tomatoes Mm, very close critics said 44 surprisingly Mm. audience okay but audience though (laughs) dummies are probably (laughs) like 60 no 73 somehow Uh audiences i think nailed it at 35 (laughs) percent oh good job 2003 yeah nate there's so many they're not easter eggs but like watching it Today, Mm -hmm. in the year of our Lord, 2021, Mm -hmm. it feels like there's Easter eggs, like 
John Favreau is in this movie, and I totally forgot about it. Would I have loved if he was actually like the same guy? Like this oh, is Sonny before he joins Tony Stark. That would have been so good. This is what I'm saying. People don't realize how good they have it with the MCU, where they actually like think about Easter eggs and actually do things in movies that will pay off in later movies. Mm-hmm. That was not the case in 2003. But John Favreau in this movie. Oh, speaking of bills, your client, Mr. Lee, he made his first payment. Well, that's great. You should be very happy. Yeah, it's fantastic. He paid in fluke. Fluke is a fish, Matt. Did you know that? Meredith from Grey's Anatomy is in this movie. For three seconds. I was like, hold on. Wait, hold. It's your invitation to the black and white ball at the Grand. Plus one. But Nate, Ben Affleck. I like Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. I think we would be friends. Yeah, we could probably go have coffee, Mm -hmm. have a nice conversation. Mm -hmm. For the amount of superhero movies that he has starred in, Mm -hmm. I don't think of him as a superhero. He couldn't find a a good one among the bunch. I don't know. And this movie is problematic in many ways. I don't even know how to talk about this movie. Do you think people have seen this movie? Or should we just talk? I mean, it's an old movie. No, I I think a lot of people have seen this movie. It is a time where there was not a million, there were not a million awesome shows superhero tv shows and movies this was like before streaming there's no streaming services everyone i think went to the theaters people our age were teenagers and i think i went to every single superhero movie that wasn't rated r right in theaters it was just like you don't ask questions it's what you did back in the days you went to the movie theater so i will say for a 2003 superhero movie you know you could really cg up a superhero movie and ruin it mm-hmm. for the future and i feel like if if this movie did anything they didn't go too crazy on cg and special effects there were some weird green screen moments there was some weird fly wire like jennifer garner floating there's a cg puff of smoke at the very beginning when a rat crawls through the city and yeah I thought, it- is this what's gonna be like the whole time no. thankfully no so when matt murdoch who is the daredevil loses his sight as a kid mm-hmm. you know you get the origin story the echolocation thing where he just sees like blue mm-hmm. outlines mm-hmm. of stuff i feel like that holds up okay as a special effect yeah it's fine is it all right it's fine <laughs> it's, it's fine but i'm saying like if they would have tried too hard they could have easily ruined it it is definitely something that cg people i think are more aware of now that right what people think looks good now 10 years from now, when you have a fly through a fake CG city and they're like, no, this looks exactly real. There are skyscraper <laughs> lights. This is it. This is New yeah. York. Right, right, right. Now, I just want to mention the father character who, when we see Matt Murdock as a kid and he loses his sight, his dad, who is Jack Murdock, played by David Keith, works for like the mob, kingpin type thing, but goes back into boxing. And I feel like he was a good dad. I feel like the character was a good dad in the movie and like got into boxing because he was trying to show his son that he's trying to turn it around, trying to turn it around. I liked him. That's all I wanted to say. You can do anything if you're not afraid. Now, you promised me. I did not. You didn't like it. Here's the thing. <laughs> Why did you like him? This is the origin story. There's a lot of time with him as a boy and you see him and his dad yeah yeah. there is something about both of their acting in this movie where the dad gets shot and Mm, the boy young matt is like crying 
while over top of him. It's a very Bruce Wayne finds his parents in the, right. it's exactly in the alley right. sort of yeah. moment. And I remember thinking, can we move to adult Ben Affleck Daredevil now? Like, d- does this now move along? Can I now move along, and that's probably not the emotion you want when the yeah. dad gets murdered. It did feel like a longer origin story setup than I remember, but yeah, I didn't find the acting that actually. Now that I think about it, if they had filmed Ben Affleck first and they told showed that kid mm. Ben Affleck's acting in this movie, maybe <laughs> he nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a wooden yeah. performance. Now, Ben Affleck, you know, they open up because he's a lawyer. They open up in the court scene where he says, justice is blind. And I'm like, listen, uh-huh. <laughs> you probably you have a you limited shouldn't. amount of times you can say that line in the court. <laughs> like, you get the same judge for several times. Right. And you open with that line multiple times. I'm sure the judge would be like, listen. If you're on a reality TV show, a Pawn Stars-esque TV show, <laughs> you can use that as your slogan for sure, but you shouldn't say it in every case. Right, exactly. Justice is blind, but it can be heard. And today, the truth will come out. Oh, I have so many things to say, Stephen, because <laughs> yeah. when we start dealing with Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck... <sighs> yeah. And okay, but we're not there yet because first we have to establish this. He gets superpowers (laughs) in the most like (laughs) I have the chemicals sprayed in my eyes, and then there's a voiceover while his younger self does a handstand and he says something like, I honed my body. Like the script of this movie (laughs) so weird, maybe all time bad, and something he's like my other powers of senses with through touch smell and, and, and smell so, yeah. i the 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 city became my amusement park yeah and i mastered my senses <laughs> like so i am paraphrasing but it's about that level of ridiculous until the city itself became my playground Woo! i was the boy without fear yeah, it's a little ridiculous. There's a Stan Lee cameo, though, when he's, he's mm. still a kid. And just kudos to Stan Lee because, I mean. He's, he's in a mall. He knows comic books. Yeah. He probably, he's in a mall, but he probably knew this was not, this was not going to be the best Marvel movie. Frank Miller was in this who did like the main story of Daredevil that they adapted okay. for this movie. So he was, <laughs> he was the guy that gets killed for his motorcycle oh. by Colin Farrell, which we can't even get into right no, now. No, okay, okay. First of all, Ben Affleck as the Daredevil, they have this, yes. they have this scene, which I think is an early superhero movie trope of them like suiting up. Yes. I think of Batman doing this where you see like he buckles his utility belt and he puts on the glove and he puts on the mask. (laughs) 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 Seeing Ben Affleck do this, I just think I was thinking to myself, he would not be dramatically putting on his costume in the privacy of his own home. (laughs) Like this is so, it's just so weird. It feels like a 90s Batman movie setup. It's just very cheesy. This has a lot of, I think... I can almost feel Ben Affleck hating this role while I watch it. I can almost feel it. You think so? I can kind of feel like the director trying to be like, all right, we got to make it like really cool and epic. And what I do see is like a tired man in a suit. <laughs> he does look tired. Wearing a really uncomfortable helmet. Right. Who's just like, okay, where do I have to stare? Okay, yeah. over there. Okay. So enter Jennifer Garner who yes. walks into this coffee shop yes. and you know, he tries to be slick. 
let's yeah let's talk about the meet cute of these two people because he senses her from the outside which i don't exactly know how I think it's smell even with his power is it smell he smelled the perfume first okay and then she walks in the door and uh john favreau does a great line of like she's hideous yeah <laughs> Like it might be a mold, like a yeast thing, or I don't know what he said. Might be an infection. She's hideous. I don't know if it's fungus or some sort of congenital birth defect, but as you're returning in this matter, I advise you take no further action. So then Ben Affleck walks up to her and kind of does. I guess if you're blind, you can do like a little like jokey, jokey thing. But he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And we already know that. Ben Affleck as Matt Murdock kind of through his special abilities kind of can know what's going on around him. Right. So it stops feeling to us like this is a guy who's blind and is taking a chance and more of comes across like a guy who's pretending to be blind. Yeah. For like the first five seconds in order to be like, make you feel bad about, you know, right. all these things. So then she doesn't give her name. Right. And walks out. He then follows her. So creepy. And says, I just want your name. There is nothing about this scene that is cute. No. It is really all like watching it now as an adult. I'm really like, that's that's not okay. Right. He then reaches out and grabs her hand, keeps her from leaving, which is right. probably you know, he's a lawyer. He should know. There's some, probably something illegal about this. <laughs> right. Right? Yes. It feels And she so goes, weird. are you sure you're blind? Mm-hmm. And he goes, sure you're blind. Sure you don't want to tell me your name? <laughs> In response, Stephen, <laughs> yeah. pause right here. Question yeah. for you. Right. If someone reached, was following you, reached out and grabbed your hand, mm. but had on glasses and a walking stick. Right. What would be your assumption about them? I would assume something is up and this person's a creepy person. Right. <laughs> and they're like pretending to be blind, but they're not. Yeah. 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 And she <laughs> always takes his blindness at face value. Even after they literally fight in a children's playground. As children As watch children. and cheer for a man and a woman fist fighting fist fighting so it is delightful to the kids like this is great right no one says like go get an adult right they also stop they move from her being like trying to get out of his grasp because he has assaulted her right they move from that to removing their jackets yes and getting in a full-on like kung fu stance absolutely i got the matrix vibes absolutely and my thought was this is the farthest from reality this movie has ever gotten and this movie deals with a guy jumping from rooftops to rooftops i agree it was the weirdest scene and you know when i was the age watching it when it came out as a teenager Uh i probably thought that scene was cool oh absolutely i probably enjoyed it but watching it in retrospect now it's like this is ridiculous Like, no, this should not be happening. Also, this is just weird. He has a stick. Right. He has a weapon and she has nothing. And I was like, well, that's not fair. Right, right. Yeah, it was so weird. We also have to talk about Colin Farrell because he is bullseye in this movie. This is probably the weirdest role I've ever seen him play. I don't know the comic book bullseye, but he just seems really, really weird in this movie. By putting the fear in him. Oh, I like that. 
Okay, so here's the thing. I actually don't think it's a horrible performance as like a little minion bad guy as a mini boss. Okay. But sure. but compared to everyone else's acting in this movie, which is very much subdued, pretty low emotion, pretty say the line, say the script. Yeah. Jennifer Garner's pretty like emotionless. Ben Affleck's pretty emotionless. <laughs> Michael yeah. Clark Duncan's pretty emotionless. Joey P- <laughs> Joey Pants from <laughs> Matrix is pretty yeah. low key. Like yeah. every everyone. <laughs> his dad's low key. Like it's a Joey Pants. I just saw his name in IMDb. It's Joe Pantoliano. <laughs> Joe Pantoliano is pretty like everyone. Yeah. And I mean everyone in this movie. Even Ellen Pompeo, Ms. Gray, yeah. is super low-key, just kind of like by-the-book people. And then you have Colin Farrell, who shows up to this movie and has the most outlandish performance that next to everyone else looks like, I think he thought he was, this was a different type of movie. Yeah, it's just so weird because he also like kills random people as he is traveling to wherever they are, Hell's Kitchen. Uh-huh. You know, he kills an old lady on a plane, Nate. Yep. With a peanut or whatever. He shoots a paperclip several times into a guy's throat. He kills a guy with pencils into another guy's throat. Okay, this movie <sighs> has a director's cut that is rated R. Oh, wow. They had to take out like 30 minutes of movie, which I think I had the option on Amazon Prime to watch either. And I probably would have watched the director's cut, except I saw the runtime expand to two hours. And Mott's Faithful will know that on this podcast, we stand for bad movies only being up to 90 minutes. That's right. No more. That's right. But there are some still, like, I mean, those murders are still, I remember them, like, oh, that's intense. It was intense. And for some reason, I feel like I thought the old lady, maybe he just knocked her out. But now on rewatching, it's like, no, oh, she's dead. He made that lady choke on a peanut. Let's talk about Romance Corner for a second, because somewhere in the middle of this, mm. we have Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner on a rooftop in the rain, and they kiss and everything. What do you say to their relationship for Romance Corner? Stay with me. Okay. Stay with me. That's the line. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I, was, I thought you were asking me to stay with me. Yeah. Before the rooftop, they say a couple lines like, so does every guy have to go through this just to find out your name? Mm. Electra says, you should try asking for my number. Mm. The other yeah. line was, you're holding back. Yes. Don't. This is while they're fighting. This is in the playground. So this is like their their flirtatious period. They get to the roof. They do not know each other, mm-hmm. basically at all. Right. If I'm her, I'm still doubting the fact that he's blind. Right. Why is there not a scene where she says to him, hold on a second. You have shown superhuman-esque abilities. This is not just like you're a blind kid in a kitchen who learned to like take care of himself. Right. This is beyond even you know a sighted person's ability. She never says that. But I do not believe in their romance whatsoever you know who i you know what i do believe in what's that i believe in jennifer garner and ben affleck in real life having amazing chemistry and being two beautiful people right who probably were like i did they did they date during they were together at some point in time they were together. we are not we are not entertainment uh gossipy celebrity people the inquirer watching this movie i know that ben affleck did not enjoy this role 
just from how I saw him play this role. Mm. And I know that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner were into each other in real life. Nate. Those are the two things I know. But I do think their characters shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, no. Nate, I need to read one of the saddest sentences I've read in a long time. Okay. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner first met in 2000 while filming a movie. The pair began dating in 2004, got married in 2005, and officially got divorced in 2018. They were married for 13 years. Ben Affleck said that his divorce from Jennifer Garner was, quote, the biggest regret of his life. That just made me incredibly sad. That is very sad. And when you Google Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner relationship, as I have, Uh Uh there are so many pictures of the two of them together, like Mm. looking happy and seemingly, (laughs) like you said, has real chemistry in real life. Right. And now I'm just I'm just so sad. Oh. They, but you know what? They were together for a long time. I thought you were going to tell me they were together. I guess now that I think about it, what were these? Were these another Benifer? He was with two. I guess he was oh. with two Jennifers. He was with Jennifer Lopez. Right. I think they had kids, Man, though. We are so disconnected from celebrity culture, I think. So forgive us, everyone who's yelling at their podcast player right now listen i listen this is real life okay mm-hmm. Mots, we, we're not going to shy away from real life talk. the hard-hitting issues absolutely exactly. anyway now that's very sad so no chemistry in the movie definitely chemistry outside of the movie <laughs> i will say there was an emotional moment when electra's dad played by eric avari he died because bullseye throws daredevil's stick into him mm-hmm. and i felt i felt that moment I thought that was sad. Yeah, that was sad. <laughs> Jennifer Garner is pretty sad after she shoots Daredevil a lot. She accuses Daredevil so that they can have one more fight scene of killing her father. Right. He says, "I didn't kill your dad. It was a it was a hitman named Bullseye." And she says, right. "Liar." <laughs> it was a hitman named Bullseye. I didn't kill your father. Liar. But she was there i know she was there shouldn't she have kind of seen what happened yes what was she doing during that time because he was standing the dad was just kind of standing there she was in the car but i imagine she had gotten out of the car by that point because she runs over to the dad immediately after he gets impaled right but it, it was so weird and then jennifer garner like doesn't believe daredevil until she takes off his mask and then all of a sudden i guess because it's ben affleck and she sees that it's actually she very much believes him then she very much believes him so it was that was strange yeah doesn't she have like a moment of going once she says the line which by the way the quote section of daredevil is really where i just kind of want to live today (laughs) she says i want to look into the eyes of my father's killer as he dies yeah that's that's deep and he's like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Take a look. Take a look. So sorry. Yeah. It's, <laughs> okay, but even, it's me. But even before that, we have to mention the epic, uh, what, what do you call it? The the prep scene, the warm-up scene of Electra stabbing a bunch of sandbags with a Raphael-style oh, sigh. Can you see into my Listen, I knew this song was coming. I knew this song was coming the whole movie. 
I remember being in high school and thinking that scene was super epic uh-huh. with that music and the flipping and the stabbing of the sandbags with pa- faces painted on them. It is not an epic scene. Seeing it today as an adult, <laughs> it, is, it is not epic at She all. draws like the Wilson volleyball, a face on one of them as like the big boss yes, sandbag yes, so she can yes. throw the, the... What are those weapons? Size. One of the they're Ninja size. Turtles. They're size... Yeah. Size... Sides, yeah, sides. <laughs> do you say a? Do you say a? Z, z, it's size. Twi- their size. S A I is the name of the of the weapon. Oh, okay. So you just add an S at the end of them. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let me talk about prep for a second. Uh. You be Jennifer Garner, and I'll be. We'll call. We'll say the butler because I think her dad was very wealthy. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, Ms. Electra. Yes. Uh, what can I do for you today? Um, I cleared the room of the grand piano. I also took away the chandelier. Um, what you said you wanted me to do something with this room. What is it? Alfred, I need you to get 35 sandbags. Uh, of, full uh, of sand. Of course. Uh, are you expecting a flood? Do we need to put this no, no, no. Uh, next to the driveway? No, what I need you to do is tie them to some contraption in the ceiling yes. that allows them to fall in a specific order. Like fall on the ground? Like just No, drop? I need them hovering about five feet off the ground. Okay. And uh, I just need to practice. It's like target practice. How will I release them uh, from... <laughs> so they're just going to hang out in the roof, well, connected to a... Uh, hang out in the ceiling, connected Alfred, to ropes. Ideally, I need you kind of hiding in the corner, <laughs> out of camera shot... <laughs> <laughs> and trigger each one individually to fall as I flip around and kick them in. Alfred, I have to warn you, I, I apologize in advance. There's going to be a lot of sand to clean up tonight, and I, I'm kind of yes, busy. That was, going to be my, that was going to be my next concern, is that once the sand yeah. all gets, I assume you're going to cut them with uh, their size, correct? <laughs> uh, yes, w- yes. I do know you have size. It is strange, but... Once you cut them open, there will be so much sand on the floor. Are you sure you don't want to just have them be, you know, not filled with sand and they are, you know, basketballs or something? I like where your head is at. I understand it's going to be a lot of cleanup, but the sand you, you love falling the sand. out. Yes, I love the sand. I need to see the sand pouring out mm. as if it were a wound. Not that I'm getting ready to stab anybody, but <laughs> I just wanted to feel like i've struck something i and i and the sand signals to me you know so if i understand completely ms electra and this is the last thing i want to say and of course i will do this i will course electra they are going to be like 30 pound bags of sand yes that are going to hang that are going to be up there in tiny (laughs) baskets that i will i guess cue to uh, my well, uh, controller, yeah. which will then drop them. And then I think, if I understand correctly, you'd like me to also press the play button on the CD player <laughs> that says Electra's pump-up mix, which I believe is all Evanescence. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. <laughs> As you wish. I've clearly written in permanent marker on the CD. <laughs> Wake me up. Yes, and I will, I will cue you when to start just picture when electra leaves that room yeah that there is a butler there <laughs> completely covered in sand 
<laughs> holding a little remote in his hand like well this is my night i love the image of maybe it's he doesn't have a remote but there's a catwalk above the ceiling and he's <laughs> literally like releasing each bag like like some theater hand yes he's up there yeah anyway so ridiculous the evanescent song oh my goodness it is just such a time capsule anyway oh, man uh, a couple a couple things. First of all, there's a scene after Jennifer Garner gets stabbed by Bullseye where she like falls onto the roof. Mm-hmm. They had enough frames for slow-mo footage during the Evanescence song, but apparently not for this one fall down the roof. I didn't appreciate There are that. a couple times where I feel like they are missing some frames in this movie yes. during slow motion. There are those times. There are also some fight scenes yes. that are incomprehensible to me a sighted person watching that scene because it is just flipping and like cutting out and there there is flashing and there is no way to tell what's going on people loved this in 2003 i guess i will say his fight with bullseye in the church it's cool scenery you know, and you got like the organ pipes and they're throwing them off. Bullseye throws an offering plate at him. First <laughs> thing in that movie. And I thought, that's the first time I've seen an offering plate used as a weapon. That's right. Then Bullseye's hands get shot. And then he puts his arms Ugh. out in a literal crucifix position. Gross. And I just, <laughs> I wanted to flip gross, the table. Gross, gross. I was, this is ridiculous. But I will say, I was okay with the fight with the kingpin when Daredevil went and fought Michael Clark Duncan. I thought that was all right. Michael Clark Duncan gets kicked in his knees backwards and the kind of sound effect yes <laughs> is as though he had caramel corn in there that all got sat on because that was a nasty crunch it was nasty oh speaking of things that like somehow made it into this pg-13 movie that's one thing the sound effect is in of itself yeah another point in time i just have to say electra catches her own sigh with right in the hand oh yeah yeah right in the palm and then we have an excruciating moment of her pulling it out of her own hand yeah. and i was like this feels unnecessary also why was she trying to catch it with the palm of her hand <laughs> that fight with michael clark duncan to me i didn't understand when he was kind of down and out he's been like kicked and punched and bloodied he goes to fight big Michael Clark Duncan. Right. And he's kind of down and out. And then does he hear Electra's voice basically be like, make the make the sprinkler, like make the water spray? What What is that moment? <laughs> I'm not sure. It's one of those weird like. She says something like, life. I'll be seeing you. Or uh, so I'm always there with you. Yeah. Telling you to make the water pipe burst. I'll find you. I don't know. But I was fi- I was fine. I thought of all the fight scenes in the movie, like that one was okay. That's all I was saying. Moral of the story. Yeah, yeah. He has this vigilante self, which he's kind of fine just killing people, right? Yeah. The, like he says in a brutal way to that guy, like, that's not the light at the end of the tunnel. That's the train. <laughs> yeah. <It's> so <laughs> that's weird. That's the sea train. Here yeah. we go. Yeah, that is true. But then he doesn't kill Kingpin. Right. And I did have this moment. Because then, because he learns that justice is not vengeance. Mm. And something about, something, something about Electra getting side in the stomach. Right. That he probably shouldn't kill people. Mm, yeah. But I did have this honest thought. Maybe start 
your new life of not being a murderer right after Kingpin. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, like take him out. Maybe the next one. The next yeah, one. I agree. Maybe. I agree. All right, now we have to rate this movie. And I want to do it on a scale of zero to five umbrellas. Because at the funeral of Electra's father, you know, Ben Affleck's trying to talk That's to her. Cold. And like That's the rain cold. allows him to see. They already talked about that. And she puts the umbrella over and it's like, whoa. That's deep. That was actually like a pretty like decent moment. That was. Like it, it was effective. I, I give them that moment. On a scale of zero to five umbrellas, I'm actually going to give this movie a two. It's not a good movie. Understanding the landscape of terrible superhero movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like this one was actually one of the first like, okay, we have superhero movies now. Like X-Men, obviously before this was, I think, better. And even Blade before that might have been better. But this one was, it was a superhero movie. I'll just say that. <laughs> and, and you know, I didn't hate every minute as I watched it. Just a lot of them. So I'm going to give it two umbrellas. What about you? I'm going to give Daredevil, I'm going to give it one and a half umbrellas. Yeah, and here's why. Here's why. I did not enjoy watching it again. I thought I would kind of like nostalgia would kind of get me there and I would have moments, but like, I really wanted to skip my way through this movie. And maybe what I really wanted to watch was like a 15 minute, like best (laughs) moments recap. recap. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I don't think I really wanted the whole hour and a half. It lacks a lot of heart, Yeah, which I think in some ways, superhero movies from the early 2000s struggled with it a bit. Minus like early, maybe Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was great. Right. And there's some like decent, welcome to Charles Xavier's school. <laughs> and like that was like great and heartwarming. But this movie really lacks a lot of heart. Yeah. And once you take that out, it's like, why should I care about any of these people? Right. And so, yeah. That's good. It is very much dated. Okay. Well, listeners, let us know what you think of the 2003 movie Daredevil. Comment on our Instagram at Movies on the Side. You can let us know what you think there. You can also support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Movies on the Side or right here in Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. We also had a great bonus episode today. We'll just say we talked about kidney stones. (laughs) It was good. Trust me. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And like we always say, violence doesn't discriminate. It hits all of us, rich, poor, healthy, sick. It comes as cold and bracing as a winter breeze off the Hudson until it sinks into your bones, leaving you with a chill you can't shake. They say there's no rest for the wicked, but what about the good? The battle of good versus evil is never ending because evil always survives. Wow. Oh. Go get him, Matt. <laughs> Watching this movie, I movie, movie, movie. Watching this movie, wow! I did it again. Put that after the after the final part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.